Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 83. This week we're going to read Mark, chapters 9 through 16. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you were willing to come to this earth to save us. It's such an amazing thought that Jesus really is the Son of God and that he was willing to lay all that down to come down here and then give up that life for us. We are amazed. We pray that that will help us to understand our lives and live our lives as you would have us to. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Mark, chapter 9. He said to them, Most certainly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will in no way taste death until they see God's kingdom come with power. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and brought them up onto a high mountain privately by themselves. And he was changed into another form in front of them. His clothing became glistening, exceedingly white, like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. Elijah and Moses appeared to them, and they were talking with Jesus. Peter answered Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he didn't know what to say, for they were very afraid. A cloud came, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they saw no one with them any more except Jesus only. As they were coming down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one what things they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept this saying to themselves, questioning what the rising from the dead meant. They asked him, saying, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said to them, Elijah indeed comes first and restores all things. How is it written about the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be despised? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they have also done to him whatever they wanted to, even as it is written about him. Coming to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes questioning them. Immediately all the multitude, when they saw him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, greeted him. He asked the scribes, What are you asking them? One of the multitude answered, Teacher, I brought to you my son, who has a mute spirit, and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth, and grinds his teeth, and wastes away. I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they weren't able. He answered, Unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. They brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground, wallowing and foaming at the mouth. He asked his father, How long has it been since this has come to him? He said, From childhood, often it has cast him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out with tears, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a multitude came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. 
After crying out and convulsing him greatly, it came out of him. The boy became like one dead, so much that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and raised him up, and he arose. When he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we cast it out? He said to them, This kind can come out by nothing except by prayer and fasting. They went out from there and passed through Galilee. He didn't want anyone to know it. For he was teaching his disciples and said to them, The Son of Man is being handed over to the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand the saying and were afraid to ask him. He came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house he asked them, What were you arguing among yourselves on the way? But they were silent, for they had disputed with one another on the way about who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and he said to them, If any man wants to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. He took a little child and set him in the middle of them. Taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such little child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me doesn't receive me, but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone who doesn't follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he doesn't follow us. But Jesus said, Don't forbid him, for there is no one who will do a mighty work in my name and be able quickly to speak evil of me. For whoever is not against us is on our side. For whoever will give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you are Christ's, most certainly I tell you, he will in no way lose his reward. Whoever will cause one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if he were thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around his neck. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed, rather than having your two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire where the worm doesn't die, and the fire is not quenched. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life lame, rather than having your two feet to be cast into Gehenna, into the fire that will never be quenched, where their worm doesn't die, and the fire is not quenched. If your eye causes you to stumble, cast it out. It is better for you to enter into God's kingdom with one eye, rather than having two eyes to be cast into the Gehenna of fire where their worm doesn't die, and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire, and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, with what will you season it? Have salt in yourselves, and be at peace with one another. Chapter 10 He arose from there and came into the borders of Judea and beyond the Jordan. Multitudes came together to him again. As he usually did, he was again teaching them. Pharisees came to him, testing him, and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a certificate of divorce to be written and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, For your hardness of heart he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause a man will leave his father and mother, and will join to his wife, and the two will become one flesh, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. 
In the house his disciples asked him again about the same matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. If a woman herself divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. They were bringing to him little children that he should touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who were bringing them. But when Jesus saw it, he was moved with indignation and said to them, Allow the little children to come to me. Don't forbid them, for God's kingdom belongs to such as these. Most certainly I tell you, whoever will not receive God's kingdom like a little child, he will in no way enter into it. He took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. As he was going out into the way, one ran to him, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except one, God. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have observed all these things from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack. Go, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me, taking up the cross. But his face fell at that saying, and he went away sorrowful, for he was one who had great possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it is for those who have riches to enter into God's kingdom. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus answered again, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter into God's kingdom. It is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into God's kingdom. They were exceedingly astonished, saying to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus, looking at them, said, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to tell him, Behold, we have left all and have followed you. Jesus said, Most certainly I tell you, there is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my sake, and for the sake of the good news, but he will receive one hundred times more now in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. They were on the way, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going in front of them, and they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. He again took the twelve and began to tell them the things that were going to happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes. They will condemn him to death and will deliver him to the Gentiles. They will mock him, spit on him, scourge him, and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came near to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. He said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant to us that we may sit, one at your right hand and one at your left hand, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? 
They said to him, We are able. Jesus said to them, You shall indeed drink the cup that I drink, and you shall be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit at my right hand and at my left hand is not mine to give, but for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard it, they began to be indignant toward James and John. Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the nations lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you, but whoever wants to become great among you shall be your servant. Whoever of you wants to become first among you shall be bondservant of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. They came to Jericho. As he went out from Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, the son of Timaeus, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him that he should be quiet, but he cried out much more, You son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him. They called the blind man, saying to him, Cheer up, get up, he is calling you. He, casting away his cloak, sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may see again. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the way. Chapter 11 When they came near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go your way into the village that is opposite you. Immediately as you enter into it, you will find a young donkey tied, on which no one has sat. Untie him and bring him. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs him, and immediately he will send him back here. They went away and found a young donkey tied at the door outside in the open street, and they untied him. Some of those who stood there asked them, What are you doing untying the donkey? They said to them, just as Jesus had said, and they let them go. They brought the young donkey to Jesus and threw their garments on it, and Jesus sat on it. Many spread their garments on the way, and others were cutting down branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Those who went in front and those who followed cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that is coming in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! Jesus entered into the temple in Jerusalem. When he had looked around at everything, it being now evening, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came to see if perhaps he might find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Jesus told it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and Jesus entered into the temple, and began to throw out those who sold, and those who bought in the temple, and overthrew the money changers' tables, and the seats of those who sold the doves. He would not allow anyone to carry a container through the temple. He taught, saying to them, isn't it written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the scribes heard it, and sought how they might destroy him, 
for they feared him, because all the multitude was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, he went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away from the roots. Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God, for most certainly I tell you, whoever may tell this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is happening. He shall have whatever he says. Therefore I tell you, all things, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them, and you shall have them. Whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your transgressions. They came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came to him, and they began saying to him, By what authority do you do these things? Or who gave you this authority to do these things? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. They reasoned with themselves, saying, If we should say, From heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? If we should say, From men, they feared the people, for all held John to really be a prophet. They answered Jesus, We don't know. Jesus said to them, Neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things. Chapter 12 He began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a pit for the wine-press, built a tower, rented it out to a farmer, and went into another country. When it was time, he sent a servant to the farmer to get from the farmer his share of the fruit of the vineyard. They took him, beat him, and sent him away empty. Again he sent another servant to them, and they threw stones at him, wounded him in the head, and sent him away shamefully treated. Again he sent another, and they killed him, and many others, beating some and killing some. Therefore, still having one, his beloved son, he sent him last to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those farmers said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. They took him, killed him, and cast him out of the vineyard. What, therefore, will the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the farmers, and will give the vineyard to others. Haven't you even read the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected was made the head of the corner. This was from the Lord. It is marvelous in our eyes. They tried to seize him, but they feared the multitude, for they perceived that he spoke the parable against them. They left him and went away. They sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to him that they might trap him with words. When they had come, they asked him, Teacher, we know that you are honest, and don't defer to anyone, for you aren't partial to anyone, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar, or not? Shall we give, or shall we not give? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius, that I may see it. They brought it. He said to them, Whose is this image and inscription? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus answered them, 
Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. They marvel greatly at him. Some Sadducees, who say that there is no resurrection, came to him. They asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us, If a man's brother dies, and leaves a wife behind, and leaves no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and dying, left no offspring. The second took her, and died, leaving no children behind him. The third likewise, and the seven took her, and left no children. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be of them? For the seven had her as a wife. Jesus answered them, Isn't this because you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they will rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. But about the dead, that they are raised, haven't you read in the book of Moses about the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are therefore badly mistaken. One of the scribes came and heard them questioning together, and knowing that he had answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the greatest of all? Jesus answered, The greatest is, Hear, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Truly, teacher, you have said well that he is one, and there is none other but he, and to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from God's kingdom. No one dared ask him any question after that. Jesus responded as he taught in the temple, How is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? For David himself said in the Holy Spirit, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet. Therefore, David himself calls him Lord. So how can he be his son? The common people heard him gladly. In his teaching he said to them, Beware of the scribes who like to walk in long robes and to get greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the best places at the feasts, those who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and saw how the multitude cast money into the treasury. Many who were rich cast in much. A poor widow came, and she cast in two small brass coins, which equal a quadrant's coin. He called his disciples to himself and said to them, Most certainly I tell you, this poor widow gave more than all those who are giving into the treasury, for they all gave out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, gave all that she had to live on. Chapter 13 as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, see what kind of stones and what kind of buildings. Jesus said to him, 
Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone on another which will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things be? What is the sign that these things are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus, answering, began to tell them, Be careful that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be troubled, for these must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines and troubles. These things are the beginning of birth pains. But watch yourselves, for they will deliver you up to councils. You will be beaten in synagogues. You will stand before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them. The good news must first be preached to all the nations. When they lead you away and deliver you up, don't be anxious beforehand or premeditate what you will say, but say whatever will be given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will deliver up brother to death, and the father his child. Children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. You will be hated by all men, for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let him who is on the housetop not go down, nor enter in to take anything out of his house. Let him who is in the field not return back to take his cloak. But woe to those who are with child, and to those who nurse babies in those days. Pray that your flight won't be in the winter, for in those days there will be oppression, such as there has not been the like from the beginning of the creation which God created until now, and never will be. Unless the Lord had shortened the days, no flesh would have been saved, but for the sake of the chosen ones whom he picked out, he shortened the days. Then if anyone tells you, Look, here is the Christ, or Look there, don't believe it, for there will arise false Christs and false prophets, and will show signs and wonders that they may lead astray, if possible, even the chosen ones. But you watch." Behold, I have told you all things beforehand. But in those days, after that oppression, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out his angels and will gather together his chosen ones from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the sky. Now from the fig tree learn this parable. When the branch has now become tender and produces its leaves, you know that summer is near. Even so, you also, when you see these things coming to pass, know that it is near at the doors. Most certainly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day, or of that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the sun, but only the Father. Watch, keep alert, and pray, for you don't know when the time is. It is like a man traveling to another country, having left his house and given authority to his servants, and to each one his work, and also commanded the doorkeeper to keep watch. Watch, therefore, 
for you don't know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether at evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he might find you sleeping. What I tell you, I tell all. Watch. Chapter 14 It was now two days before the feast of the Passover, and the unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might seize him by deception and kill him. For they said, Not during the feast, because there might be a riot among the people. While he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster jar of ointment of pure nard, very costly. She broke the jar and poured it over his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves, saying, Why has this ointment been wasted? For this might have been sold for more than three hundred denarii and given to the poor. So they grumbled against her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want to, you can do them good. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for the burying. Most certainly I tell you, wherever this good news may be preached throughout the whole world, that which this woman has done will also be spoken of for a memorial of her. Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went away to the chief priests, that he might deliver him to them. They, when they heard it, were glad and promised to give him money. He sought how he might conveniently deliver him. On the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover, his disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and there you will meet a man carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him, and wherever he enters in, tell the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is the guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show, he will himself show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Get ready for us there. His disciples went out and came into the city, and found things as he had said to them and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. As they sat and were eating, Jesus said, Most certainly I tell you, one of you will betray me, he who eats with me. They began to be sorrowful and to ask him one by one, Surely not I. And another said, Surely not I. He answered them, It is one of the twelve, he who dips with me in the dish. For the Son of Man goes, even as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had not been born. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had blessed, he broke it, and gave to them, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave to them. They all drank of it, he said to them, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many. Most certainly I tell you, I will no more drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in God's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me tonight, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. However, after I am raised up, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said to him, Although all will be offended, yet I will not. 
Jesus said to him, Most certainly I tell you that you today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, will deny me three times. But he spoke all the more. If I must die with you, I will not deny you. They all said the same thing. They came to a place which was named Gethsemane. He said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be greatly troubled and distressed. He said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went forward a little, and fell on the ground, and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass away from him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Please remove this cup from me. However, not what I desire, but what you desire. He came and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. Again he returned and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they didn't know what to answer him. He came the third time and said to them, Sleep on and take your rest. It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let's get going. Behold, he who betrays me is at hand. Immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a multitude with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Now he who betrayed him had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I will kiss, that is he. Seize him and lead him away safely. When he had come, immediately he came to him and said, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. They laid their hands on him and seized him. But a certain one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Jesus answered them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you didn't arrest me. But this is so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. They all left him and fled. A certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around himself over his naked body. The young men grabbed him, but he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest. All the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes came together with him. Peter had followed him from a distance, until he came into the court of the high priest. He was sitting with the officers and warming himself in the light of the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council sought witnesses against Jesus to put him to death, and found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony didn't agree with each other. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another made without hands. Even so, their testimony didn't agree. The high priest stood up in the middle and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is this which these testify against you? But he stayed quiet and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of the sky. The high priest tore his clothes and said, What further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him to be worthy of death. 
Some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to beat him with fists and to tell him, Prophesy! The officers struck him with the palms of their hands. As Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the maids of the high priest came, and seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You were also with the Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. He went out on the porch, and the rooster crowed. The maid saw him and began again to tell those who stood by, This is one of them. But he again denied it. After a little while again, those who stood by said to Peter, You truly are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. But he began to curse and swear, I don't know this man of whom you speak. The rooster crowed the second time. Peter remembered the word, how that Jesus said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. When he thought about that, he wept. Chapter 15 Immediately in the morning, the chief priests, with the elders and scribes, and the whole council held a consultation, bound Jesus, carried him away, and delivered him up to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, So you say. The chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast he used to release to them one prisoner, whom they asked of him. There was one called Barabbas, bound with his fellow insurgents, men who in the insurrection had committed murder. The multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do as he always did for them. Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that for envy the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the multitude that he should release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate again asked them, What then should I do to him whom you call the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, Crucify him! Pilate, wishing to please the multitude, released Barabbas to them and handed over Jesus, when he had flogged him to be crucified. The soldiers led him away within the court, which is the praetorium, and they called together the whole court. They clothed him with purple, and weaving a crown of thorns, they put it on him. They began to salute him. Hail, king of the Jews! They struck his head with a reed, and spat on him, and bowing their knees did homage to him. When they had mocked him, they took the purple off him, and put his own garments on him. They led him out to crucify him. They compelled one passing by, coming from the country, Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to go with them, that he might bear his cross. They brought him to the place called Golgotha, which is, being interpreted, the place of a skull. They offered him wine, mixed with myrrh to drink, but he didn't take it. Crucifying him, they parted his garments among them, casting lots on them, what each should take. It was the third hour, and they crucified him. The superscription of his accusation was written over him, The King of the Jews. With him they crucified two robbers, one on his right hand and one on his left. The scripture was fulfilled, which says, He was counted with transgressors. Those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha! You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking among themselves with the scribes, said, 
He saved others, he can't save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, now come down from the cross, that we may see and believe him. Those who were crucified with him also insulted him. When the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he's calling Elijah. One ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Let him be, let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus cried out with a loud voice and gave up the spirit. The veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. When the centurion, who stood by opposite him, saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women watching from afar, among whom were both Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the less, and of Joseph, and Salome, who, when he was in Galilee, followed him and served him, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. When evening had now come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member, who also himself was looking for God's kingdom, came. He boldly went into Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate marveled if he were already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead long. When he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. He bought a linen cloth, and taking him down, wound him in the linen cloth, and laid him in a tomb, which had been cut out of a rock. He rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. Chapter 16 When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? For it was very big. Looking up, they saw that the stone was rolled back. Entering into the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side dressed in a white robe, and they were amazed. He said to them, Don't be amazed. You seek Jesus, the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He goes before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. They went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had come on them. They said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he had risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him, as they mourned and wept. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they disbelieved. After these things he was revealed in another form to two of them as they walked on their way into the country. They went away and told it to the rest. They didn't believe them either. Afterward he was revealed to the eleven themselves as they sat at the table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they didn't believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into the world and preach the good news to the whole creation. 
He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who disbelieves will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new languages, and they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will in no way hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord, after he had spoken to them, was received up into heaven, and sat down at the right hand of God. They went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word by the signs that followed. Amen. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.